You're listening to XOXO by The Knot, a new podcast exploring love in real life. I'm Whitney Little, and on the show today, you'll meet Seema Bansal and Sunny Chada, who married on December 28, 2018 in Miami, Florida. Their celebration featured more than 150,000 roses, casual, and it makes sense and perfectly gives a nod to their love story. Shortly after meeting, Seema and Sunny's budding romance also led to launching a business together, Venus Aflore, the groundbreaking company that created the Eternity Roses. They last up to a full year without ever needing any additional maintenance. I can attest to this. I have one at my desk at work. It's lasted over a year. It's the only plant I've never killed. It's so pretty. Today, you'll hear from two smart, ambitious, devoted entrepreneurs, and above all, a powerful husband and wife team on their incredible story, wedding details, and advice for building a love that lasts. These two are truly a unit, and I can't wait for you to meet them. Listeners, meet Seema and Sunny. This is their story. When Seema came up from behind and Seema came down and sat to my left, and right as she sat down, I, I looked to the left, and we just had like this like huge smile for one another. It was so beautiful. I don't think we could ask for, like, a better wedding day. So, Seema and Sunny, welcome. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us today. I want to know, first off, how did you meet? So, I actually was on vacation in New York City visiting a friend, and we had planned this 10-day trip. She was going to get kind of lost in New York City. She's from here. But two days before I came on this trip— she said that she had found her dream job, and she was right off, right out of college, and so she was really excited. And I had booked my trip. I was coming from Canada, from Vancouver, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what am I going to do? Who am I going to hang out with? And so she had made these plans with her friends from college to kind of take me around the city, and Sunny was with her friends from college. So that's kind of how we met. He was so sweet the entire time, and we had hit it off and, you know, kept talking after I had gone back to Canada. When Seema was in, in the city, you know, we really just wanted to show her a good time and make sure she saw all the sights, but at the same time, went to the new hotspots in the city and everything that I thought she would like was in tune with what I liked. So I think that's kind of what really sparked off us being really attracted to one another. And was it love at first sight? I would say so, yeah. We were definitely attracted to each other right off the, the bat. And definitely the intellectual conversations we were having, we just realized we had a lot in common and wanted to explore that. So, I mean, we were around a lot of people while we were, when we had first met. So we decided that we just wanted to keep in touch. And, you know, he came and visited me in Vancouver a few times. And then we decided, you know, this is, this is it. And this is who we want, we want to be together. And so we decided to make it work. And I moved to New York City like six months after we had met. That's a big jump. Yeah. <laughs> you must have really known. Yeah, I think it was probably the craziest decision I've ever made in my life, other than starting Venus. I think everyone in our lives thought we were insane. Yeah, we were definitely moving a lot faster than everyone else thought was safe, I guess you could say. <laughs> but, you know, I guess when you know, you know, and sometimes you make a crazy decision because it's it's what you feel is right. And for us, we knew it was right, and we're here today, and we love that we made that decision together. It was a smart decision. It paid off. <laughs> Definitely did. Even with business. So you two went into business together. What makes someone decide to work with their partner? I think you just have to see, like, your strengths and weaknesses and kind of play off of those. So 
knowing that I had a really good, I had a strength in kind of marketing and, and creative and product design. And Sunny had a great background in operations and business development. It just kind of made sense that we would kind of work those two together. So as we were kind of impressing each other while we were dating, we noticed that we had such a perfect marriage for business. And to this day, we have this great balance where we don't really step on each other's toes. When we're making a decision, we kind of try to support each other, even if, you know, we don't agree with a certain decision. And what gave you the idea to start your business? This is a flower that lasts to me forever. It's been over a year since I've had mine. It's not going anywhere. Right. Still blooming. (laughs) So actually what happened was Sunny had sent me flowers on Valentine's Day, the first, you know, time we were dating, the first few months. And the flowers that arrived was not what he had ordered. And so obviously I appreciated the gesture, but it definitely wasn't like the most attractive floral arrangement. So when I sent him the fl- the picture of what I had received, he was super disappointed and expressed that that wasn't what he had ordered. And, you know, he spent all this time researching something really special for me. And that sparked another conversation. Like there was really no service on the market, no floral service that really claimed what it was supposed to be. And it was luxurious enough that people would be excited to post about it and So we thought, oh, okay, well, there's definitely like a gap in the market. Why don't we do something about it? And, you know, freshly dating, we thought, let's take this idea by storm. Let's do it together and let's. Yeah, I think that, you know, we were still trying to impress each other so much. And whether it was like a personal conversation, but business was just something that both of us are really into. And I guess we just have really big ideas. And so we just kept bouncing them off one another. And her background is all about design. So she was like, well, what if it looked like this? And what if it what if it looked like that? And we were able to present it this way. And the beautiful accompaniments being like the greeting cards and things like that. And on my end, being with the ops, it was just more like, well, look, like this is something where we were in two different cities, but this is a probably a worldwide issue. You know, there's people all over the world that probably deal with the same issue because they'll purchase something, but it may not be fulfilled by the company that they bought it from. So when when somebody is going to fulfill it on their behalf with a lot of the floral services out there, it tends to be different from what the original impression to the consumer was. And so for us, it was just something that right off the bat, we knew, you know, while impressing one another, like, let's do this and let's do that. And it just kept getting faster and faster. And before we knew it, we were receiving samples and we were <laughs> literally designing the websites. And it was funny because I would like in, in an entire day on a weekend, just spend my time building the site and I'd send it to her. And it was like, totally garbage but it was funny because she would get in she like loved the gesture that I spent like literally 20 hours straight trying to build this thing not knowing how to build websites but it was definitely it was a fun it was a fun time we look back at it and it's funny because we have drafts of it still till today that we can look back at and it's a nice memory too is there a special meaning behind the name of the company actually there is so Venus is the goddess of love and luxury and all the things that people want and crave. Actually, everyone has the sign Venus in them through their astrological stars. So for me, I've always been really interested in astrology. I'm a Taurus, so Venus is my ruling planet. I also was really obsessed with Greek mythology and Roman mythology in social studies growing up. So I loved Aphrodite, and she's actually Venus in Roman mythology. So there's crazy amounts of ties that kept coming back. The funny thing is also my parents have this print. It's not the original. Oh my gosh, if it was, it'd be amazing. But of the birth of Venus in in their, their bedroom. And I asked them if I could have it. And I actually had it in my room when the idea was brewing up. 
So it's just it's just kind of crazy how things work out. Yeah. It really all fell into place. Mm-hmm. That six-month move to New York <laughs> and everything that sounded crazy, it all paid off. Right. And Seema, you tagged Sunny in an Instagram post as like, I guess, a nice hint right. early on in dating. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. So again, when we were, you know, in the first few months of our dating, we would you know, get inspired and send each other pictures and things like that. And I saw this one post on Instagram. I'm sure he'll be able to find it eventually. It was of the Eiffel Tower at the Shangri-La, the terrace facing the Eiffel Tower. And it was just just this beautiful like dinner setup. And I was like, wow, how beautiful. Tagged him, wow, how beautiful. Would love to to do this one day. And I think he just remembered that. (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, we were still so early on where we were just trying to I think we both were so into each other. We wanted to make sure the other person also was. So we would like tag each other in like a little lovey-dovey post or something and just like see what the like the reception was to it and, you know, what was the response and stuff. So there was little things that we would tag each other in, like a photo of a couple on a beach or something while we're talking about a trip to go on. So like it was just funny. We would tag each other. But that one like really stuck to me because it wasn't just a couple in like a beautiful photo. It was – it appeared to have just been a newly engaged couple. So I think over time, it's just like, you know, things go back from the start for us, at least. Like, we always look back at, like, you know, where we started in the relationship and business. So for us, it was like a very, it was going to be a moment that we'd remember forever. And it was one of the the funny conversations that I'll always remember forever with that photo. So I thought it was just the perfect place to to actually propose to Seema. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like, with our with our business, with Venus A. Flair, People always tag their boyfriends in in our pictures because they want, or husbands, they want our flowers. So this, the tagging thing is, I think, very, very interesting. And I think it's part of, like, the social culture. My husband's not on Instagram. <laughs> this would all fall on deaf ears with him. Even if he was, I think he would have seen, like, the photo that you were tagged in, Sunny, and instantly have forgotten. He would have been like, that's cool. Moved on. Like, that's very romantic to remember it so many years later. Not so many, two years later, right? Yeah. Can you talk to me about planning the proposal? Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, once once I kind of knew that I wanted to make the move and propose, it was just after Mother's Day. And so, you know, we had, we'd had we been working so hard. And we after a, a big holiday, we like to just get away for a bit and unwind. And so we both had been really wanting to go to Paris. And so we decided that we would go out to Europe, we would go out to Paris, London, and then go into Asia, which we normally do for work. And so we landed into Paris, and it was funny, I had my brother call the hotel and actually show that photo that I was tagged in and be like, this is the exact suite. We don't know the name of it because it wasn't in the photo, but this is the suite that we need for for the proposal. So we got everything set up, Seema and I flew over. I had our videographer here from New York fly over as well on a separate flight, so Seema wouldn't get an idea of like why is he coming along but it was crazy because literally right as we landed we were going to check into the hotel and I turn around from the check-in desk and the concierge desk was directly behind so I turn around and I see him standing there and I'm like I connected eyes like with my eyes wide open like dude you need to move now because if Seema turned around she saw him she'd be like wait why are you here you know so it was for a second it was like my my stomach just like clenched but he moved away quick enough, and then Simo was actually taking a Snapchat or an Instagram story, and in the background, you can see his gear on the floor, but she just missed it. So it was like, it was so close, right? So we ended up checking in. 
the hotel knew the entire plan. So they put us into a room and said that our suite wasn't ready yet, that they were still making it up. So we went into this room. We started to get ready, and Simo was like, well, what's the plan for today? So I was like, look, what we're going to do is we'll go to the Eiffel Tower, but make sure you're really dressed up. I wanted to hint it to her that it was going to happen, but I wanted her to think it would be at the Eiffel Tower because I feel like she knew it was going to happen. We're in Paris. Like, we'd been talking about it for a while. Like, when are we going to get engaged? So I was like, hey, like, listen, do your hair, get really dressed up, wear a nice dress. She's like, why? I was like, no, just do it. You know, we'll go to Eiffel Tower. It'll be nice. So she she was like, okay. And, and then we're getting ready. And I was like, hey, look, there's no iron in the room, so I need to go and get my shirt pressed. So I I left the room and ran to the actual suite where I'd be proposing and then started to really just set everything up with the photographer and with the hotel staff. So we were putting the flower petals on the floor, making sure everything was all perfect. The the curtains were draped back properly. So when she walked in, like she knew what was happening. So I ran there, ran back to the hotel, uh, the hotel where Simo was getting ready in the room. And then as we were leaving, the hotel staff came up and they're like, oh, well, your room's actually ready. If you'd like, you can go and drop your bags there. So we're like, yeah, let's do it real quick. We'll stop into the room before we go to the Eiffel Tower. So we walk over, and it was funny because right as we're getting to the suite, like it was just presented a little bit differently in that part of the hotel. And Sima kind of was like smiling a little bit. And right as the door opened up, uh, there was a song that the two of us like absolutely love, and it was playing in the background. And so she kind of like just knew it. And there was like flower petals all over the floor. There was arrangements all over. Like you, all of the drapes were pushed back so like, you could see the Eiffel Tower. And it was honestly that day was like the most beautiful day I think like the two of us have ever experienced. It was it was just perfect outside, not a cloud in the sky or anything. So we walk into the room and we go out onto the balcony and that's where I proposed. And it ended up being that exact balcony that was in the photo that she had tagged me in two years prior. That is so romantic. Sunny, I feel like you need to like plan every proposal. <laughs> knocking it out of the park. <laughs> Thank you. Seema, did you have any idea leading up to the trip? I feel like every time one of my friends who's in a long-term relationship travels out of town, we're like, get a manicure, get dressed up. You just never know. Were you thinking along those lines? Yeah, I think I kind of had an idea that he was going to do it. But one of my best friends, actually Jordan, who he went with to get the ring and everything, took me the day before we left for Paris and was like, you should get a manicure. And I was like, I was going to do it anyways. And she's like, I'm going to come with you. And so she sat with me and she's like, do you think he's going to propose? And I was like, yeah, I think so. She's like, I don't think he's going to do it. That's so obvious. But she had known. She was trying to just throw me off. But I had known that he was going to do it. I really didn't think it was going to happen right when we landed, though. Like, we had just gotten to the hotel, and he had done it, like, right after we changed. So I was really expecting the evening of that day. But it was magical. Like, it was super romantic and special. And, you know, it was super early for our family. So we called them on FaceTime. Half of them weren't answering. I kept calling my parents because I wanted them to know first. My dad's like, is everything okay? You called me like 10 times. I'm like, dad, we're engaged. And they were so excited. So yeah, it was it was really, really special time. Yeah, I knew that I wanted to do it right as we landed because we had the photographer there with us for our, our time in Paris. So I just knew that like all the photos, I wanted to like capture like all the moments of us from in being in Paris of when we're engaged. 
but it was awesome because right after we were literally calling friends and family. And it was funny because Jordan, who I had gone with, one of Seema's best friends, and actually she was a, a bridesmaid as well. I had gone with her to to choose Seema's ring. And like, I, I knew what I wanted, but I kept asking her advice. I'm like, are you sure? Like, she's going to like this. Like, what about the thickness of the band and stuff? And it was funny because right after we got engaged, we called her and she was just laughing. And she was like, Seema, like, is the ring perfect? And she was like, it's perfect. She was like, oh, thank God. Because Sunny kept asking me, like, is this the perfect ring? <laughs> I feel like knowing the two of you, Seema, it wouldn't have surprised me if you were just tagging him in all the rings you loved on Instagram. Are you a mind reader? (laughs) Is that what she did? I'd say so. Here and there. I think I showed him my style. Like I always said I wanted an emerald cut ring. He kind of surprised me with the two side baguettes, but I actually really like it now. I think it's super traditional and classic. And the listeners can't see it, obviously, but it is a huge rock. (laughs) You did a really great job of picking it out, and a great job of hinting at it. Exactly. <laughs> Girls, tag tag him in all the pictures. It works. <laughs> Just keep doing it. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's going to work for everybody. If you have a sunny in your life, it will work. <laughs> My husband, again, would not have. He would have been like, is this not a photo of a dog? <laughs> Otherwise, I don't want to see it. <laughs> okay, so you're engaged. And did you have an idea pretty quickly of where you wanted to get married? Had you been thinking about it? Or was it kind of a start from scratch situation? I think we always wanted to have a destination wedding because we actually really wanted a small wedding, knowing that if we got married in Vancouver or in New York, it would be quite large because our families are larger. So early on, even before we got engaged, we had talked about having a destination wedding. I really wanted to get married in like a beach sort of setting in the in the very beginning, but my sister got pregnant. And so she was saying that, you know, nothing was Zika and she was very, very scared. So we actually decided on Miami and we actually chose Miami because of the Vizcaya Museums, because of that just gorgeous garden. It is probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. So that was actually the, the reason why we selected Miami. We thought we would get married there. Yeah, even... It tied back, Miami ties back to us too, because after starting the company, it was the first place that we went to on on a quick vacation, but it still tied back to us and brought us back to that first time that we were able to get away and reward ourselves from starting the brand. So, you know, it was, it, we were looking at all the different destinations in the States and Miami was just, it's it was good because it was close enough for family from New York. It's a destination where there's international flights from Vancouver, so it wasn't too difficult for our fa- our family to get there. And then the dates that we chose were in between Christmas and New Year's, so typically a time when people get away from work. So there wasn't so much pressure of people having to take off from work and, and all that stuff. But we were also able to celebrate special moments with our families for not only our wedding, but also for Christmas and New Year's in a destination, which is quite different and memorable for everyone. Mm-hmm. I want to clarify because you said we wanted to have a small wedding. (laughs) How many guests did you have? So we had 220 guests, but half of them were made up by our family and our close friends. And it was really like immediate family that was there. But that is a small wedding Mm -hmm. compared to what you would normally – like if you had had a wedding in Vancouver or New York, how many guests would you have anticipated? Probably like 500. Yeah. I'd say more, honestly. I mean, our engagement party that we had in Vancouver had like just under 600, and that was for the engagement party. So for the wedding, I mean, we'd it would be high. And it's, I, <laughs> it's funny because like we, we see like our friends around us getting married as well, and a lot of them will have like 700 guests coming. And for us, it was just like, all right, we want to make sure it's all the people that we truly want to celebrate the moments with. 
And it was it was actually beautiful because even though that's small for for us and it was still a large turnout for people that came there for our special day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really beautiful. And, you know, for the the engagement party in Vancouver, I'd kind of made this deal with my dad that you can have one party, you can invite all your friends and, and you know, extended family. But for our wedding, we just want it to be like our close family and friends, people that actually know our names and like know our story versus like, oh, you were related to us by this. And, you know, so we kept it really small and it was beautiful. In a traditional wedding ceremony, there are multiple traditions that you follow. So first, one of them is you have to be married before noon. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Can you walk me through the reasoning behind that, or is that something you've just I, That's something we've always <laughs> been told. Like in the Sikh culture, you're supposed to be married before noon. I don't know how legit it is, but that's always what our parents have told us that, you know, while we were planning our wedding, that you know, it has to be before noon, mm-hmm. so it ha- we had to get ready really early. Right. What time do you wake up for that? I got up at like 4.35 in the morning to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I would have slept in and missed my own wedding. My sister called me, and she was like, wake up right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you had how many roses at your wedding? So between the three days, we had a- over 150,000 roses. Were they all Venus? They were a mix of Venus, and then, of course, we have the fresh part of our farm, so we used a lot of those as well. That's a that's so many flowers. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. I saw the pictures from your wedding. They're stunning. There's just roses everywhere. Mm-hmm. What else was important for you to use to decorate your wedding as far as, like, other components besides florals? I think that, of course, we wanted our product to be kind of highlighted because it, it is our love story. There were a few symbols that we had throughout our wedding. So we had um, the flower of life symbol. It's super dear to my heart. And Sunny also really loves it now, too, just kind of learning about it. But we had that on our wedding invitations. We had it on our wedding outfits, embroidered. It was on our dance floor. It was kind of everywhere. And it's just, it is like the meaning of life and the love and kind of that mixture. And then, of course, we had like little roses on our outfits and little like evil eyes. I'm a big believer in the evil eye. So we had that on our outfits as well. And then just throughout the events, I think we're both very much more muted in the color families. We don't like a ton of bright colors. So we chose more pastel-y sort of color palettes throughout the the three days. The last night was, of course, all red roses and and candles and things like that. But throughout the days, we did more of like that pastel Parisian kind of inspired color palette. And that was super important to us. And I want to take a quick side note here to mention that as of May 31st, brides can now have their own Venus bouquet for their ceremonies, right? Absolutely. We're so excited about this. Right. How important was that for you to be able to, you know, have a bridal component now in your collection? Super important. I felt like there was nothing on the market that um, lasted, and you want to hold on to your special day. And I think that a lot of my friends, even before I got married, would, you know, freeze-dry their arrangements and keep them in, like, a shelf unit in their home, but just didn't love that aspect of it. They would always say, like, oh, I wish they would just stay fresh or look beautiful. And, I mean, I think that that was super important to me before I even got got married. It was an idea that, okay— you know, we need to create something that's so amazing and beautiful and modern, but evergreen, that you can look back at photos and say, 
okay, I didn't go for like a super crazy trend. Like there's not a lot of colors on my arrangement. You, you can do whatever you want actually on our site. You can make it as custom as you want, but you can go as simple as you want as well. So that was super important to me. And I can't wait to hold that same bouquet, you know, one year later and share that memory again. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, seeing Seema go through the whole planning process of the wedding. It just highlights for me, you know, so much that goes into actually building this special moment and the special day being your wedding. And so it was just one thing that she was able to, for our wedding, pre-plan and receive a couple days before the wedding and, and, you know, in Miami. And so it was one of those things for us where we're like, hey, there's so many, all the brides, you know, are thinking about their bouquet. It's, it's the photo that's being taken of them walking down the aisle holding it. So it's, they want it to be perfect on that day. And to be able to receive one of our bouquets a couple days before and having a bridesmaids of your receive it or someone to really make sure that it's perfect for you to hold on to that day, it's just, it's, I feel it's so beneficial, but it's also something that people, because of the appearance, it's so modern, so different, but it's so elegant at the same time. It's something that you'll just hold on to forever. Yeah. And it's one less stress. Like you don't want another reason to be stressed out on your wedding because there are millions of reasons to be stressed and flowers should not be, be that. And that's been very, very important. And we're really transparent about that. So we want the brides to actually receive it before so that they can inspect it and be excited and that's one less thing for the, them to think about. Yeah, because that's like the 24-hour lead-up is when you're getting the flowers. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. they're not as fresh. And if something's wrong, there's no fixing it. Yeah. Exactly. You're just, you're locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. You're married to these flowers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to walk through every aspect of your ceremony from start to finish. So we first start with the Mendy ceremony. Can mm-hmm. you kind of break that down? Absolutely. So... The Mendy ceremony is traditionally it takes about eight to ten hours to get it done. And it symbolizes you being a bride entering this new phase in your life. And you're supposed to color your hands because it's like coloring your next phase. And you're supposed to put like different designs in it. So whatever means something special to you. A lot of people hide their husband's names in their henna. And the henna lasts about like a week to ten days. So it can take generally a really long time. I opted for like the 30-minute route because I don't really like a lot of henna. So my parent, my mom was like, oh, my God, you're a bride. You have to have more. And I was like, no. So I kept it really simple. I had like roses and the little eye kind of like incorporated through my, my henna. And I had his name put in as well. Very simple. And then we just had like light bites. It was outside. I had my closest family there. His parents came. It was just so lovely. And I wore Supriya Manjal. She is a Parisian-inspired Indian designer, actually. She studied fashion in Paris. So all of her designs have, like, this Parisian aspect. It was, like, this beautiful mauve color. So beautiful. And I just loved my, my Mendy ceremony. It was so much fun. And then we have the Maya ceremony. Mm-hmm. Can you walk me through that one? The Maya ceremony, yep. Yes, you pronounce it much better. <laughs> my Texas accent is killing me right now. So the Maya ceremony, it's that's a Punjabi word for basically the Haldi ceremony. The Haldi ceremony is like a turmeric paste that you put on your skin. It's supposed to make your skin glow and make it nice and like soft and beautiful for your wedding day. And the bride and groom are supposed both supposed to get this ceremony done. So it's just like a bunch of families singing and, and dancing. And then of course, each person in the family is putting this you know, yellow turmeric paste on your skin to wash away your old life so you're ready for your new. So there's a lot of cool significance behind all of these ceremonies. 
we had a ton of fun. We served Mexican food at our our uh, Maya ceremony, and we kept it like hot pink and emerald to add a little bit of color. It was really, really cool. So yeah, it's it's kind of funny too because. I feel like now it's it's become like like a fun thing. Like there's a fun twist to it. So traditionally it would be like the family, you know, taking the paste and putting it onto the body. But now like your friends will come up and they'll act like they're going to put it on your hand and then they'll just shoot for your face and try to like get it on your face. So, you know, it's it, it becomes kind of funny and, and everyone has a good time. But it's definitely the start to all the other events to come. So it was it was a fun time. And how many people typically attend that part of the ceremony? It's actually really close family and like your groomsmen and bridesmaids, very, very small. I think I had like 45 people at mine. He, I think his was a little bit larger than yeah, mine. Yeah, I think we had around like 80 at, at mine. Yeah. Again, small is relative. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we move on to the Sangeet celebration. Mm-hmm. So the Sangeet was actually the same day as our Maya. Okay. So we were like running around that whole day. I ran right back into hair and makeup. I had to shower, get all this stuff off my skin, and then get ready really quick because we had to take pictures. My first outfit was a Tarun Tilahini outfit. It's absolutely gorgeous, so stunning. And I decided to go for, like, this whimsical braid. So it was very cool and different for, like, that kind of Indian style. We got to Vizcaya to take pictures. Sunny was wearing, like, this gray achkin. It was really nice. We got to Vizcaya, and they were like, oh, hey, there's clouds. Like, you guys, it might rain. And we were like, oh, no. Like, are we going to have to move everything inside? Um, Luckily, the weather was fine. It it just ended up being super windy. So, you know, I'm very thankful that it did not rain that day. We started off with cocktail hour. Our whole singi was Parisian-inspired. So we had, like, mints and blushes, lots of, like, light purples, Lots of florals. We had floral ice made, so ice cubes that had flowers inside. It was so pretty. That's incredible. Just such a nice touch. So that was at the bar. It had its own little, like, floral ice bar. Lots of delicious bites kind of everywhere. All of our favorite things. So at our Singeet, we decided to serve everything that we like, and and we had, like, little reasons why. So all the details were there. (laughs) Even like the dessert bar was like Parisian inspired. There was like macarons and, you know, uh, like everything was dressed up like really beautifully. And I think it was it was fun because the Sangeet is the kickoff essentially for the wedding. So everyone gets there knowing that they're going to eat and then start to really get into it, start to have some drinks and the dancing starts and all that. And so, you know, we had the cocktail hour. As the cocktail hour ended, everyone went to the back of the Skaya. And it's beautiful because the back of Vizcaya just sits on, like, the bay in Miami. So everyone gets to stand outside, be outdoors, where it's it's so beautiful. But, like, you have that view of the water. The sun was just going down. So, you know, it was it was set up really, really nice. And then, you know, the all the, the events started, essentially. And it was funny because uh, Seema's family came out sort of one by one, and they told their love story. So, like, her parents would come out. And they would have like their favorite song, like an old school Indian song. Mm-hmm. They'd come out dancing to it. And then her uncles and aunts would come out one by one in, in pairs. And so it was it was really funny. It was a fun time. And then my family came out. 
And so they introduced themselves, came out dancing, and then they said there was a special performance. And so my mom's side of the family is from Hong Kong. And so she was born and raised there, and they wanted to do something special. So they did a dragon dance. So they actually, my uncles dressed up in this outfit, came out, and it was just, it was awesome because all of our guests were not prepared for something like that. And a lot of them know that my mom's from Hong Kong, but they don't know, like, that she was truly born and raised there and, like, you know, was there for almost 20 years. And so, you know, it's it was an important part of her and her family doing that. And then, you know, our family dragged us onto the dance floor. We just started dancing into the night, and it was, it was beautiful. And you, you want to talk about the car out front, that was awesome, too. Yeah, so we had this car full of flowers. It was the first thing that you saw when you walked into the Sangeet ceremony. So it was like a nice photo op. We ended up changing before we walked back in into like a very different get up again because we wanted to be able to dance. And the Sangeet basically is just a dancing ceremony. Parents and family are supposed to dance by the bride and groom. So it's actually very exciting because you're – Friends and family are throwing like a little surprise performance. And we had, I think, some of the best that I've seen. Your mom's performance was amazing. <laughs> yeah. My parents are super cute with their their love story kind of song and dance that they did, too. That's yeah. very sweet. Yeah. This is all very sentimental, by the way, especially working in like the Parisian touches and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like the two of you are like, constantly on point with having a reason behind everything that like ties back to the beginning. It's beautiful. Thank you. So then we had the Sikh ceremony. Mm -hmm. So the Sikh ceremony was the very next day. So we didn't end that night. I think I left at like midnight and I had to get up at like 4.35. So it's a nightmare situation for me. (laughs) Not much time to sleep. I got ready super early. I wore like a burnt orange custom Anita Dongray Lenga. And Sunny wore a custom Rohit Ball outfit, and he opted for, like, more emerald tones, and I wore the the burnt orange. We got ready. We did our—we didn't—we actually opted out and did not want to do a first look. We decided that our first look should be, like, right when I sit down and at the, the ceremony. So we went for that, and the beginning of the day was really just me kind of walking up to my bridesmaids, surprising them in my outfit because I really wanted them to have that moment as well. And he did the same thing with his groomsmen. So that was nice. The Sikh ceremony is really, really, really magical. It's very traditional. So we decided to do it outside because we wanted it to be a little bit more modern, just to kind of tie back into like what we like as well and not feel stuffy. We're in Miami. We wanted it to be really, really nice and airy. So we kept it white, lots of flowers, again, in a nice tented setup. And in the Sikh ceremony, you cannot wear shoes in the temple. You have to cover your head. So we had like a whole shoe valet set up so you could valet your shoes and you get like a little shoe bag. And then we had the little headscarf area so people could put on their headscarves. And it's men sit on one side, women sit, sit on another. And it's just Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. The the priests they sing these like hymns, these beautiful this beautiful music and it's all live and they read the the master the book that our our guru grand sub. So Sunny walked in first and then you know, I short his groomsmen go through and then my bridesmaids came through and then it was me and my parents. And then, you know, you sit down, you have to sit down, you have to get up four times. 
You have to sit down, get up, put your head down in, in these very heavy outfits. It's actually a very, very difficult process. You do it four times, and then you're married. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely— That's the simple way of yeah. doing that 45-minute ceremony. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was awesome, as Seema said. It was beautiful because it was a little bit different away on our approach to it. We wanted to stay traditional and, and make sure that everyone got that experience because we wanted it to be special. And the fact that it all turned out perfectly, actually the morning of, there was potential for rain. And, you know, we were both just like, oh, man, we really are hoping and praying that it doesn't happen. So it just ended up being perfect that day. Our guests were loving it because it was outdoors and it was so special and different from what they were used to seeing. And the two of us just loved the moment as well because it was it was surreal for us to be doing, you know, exactly having the wedding ceremony exactly in the way that we wanted it to be, surrounded by all of our friends and our family and sort of, I guess, like just covered with love from everybody. So it ended up being just perfect. And because you didn't do a first look, what went through your mind when you finally first saw each other that day? It was, you know, when Seema came up from behind. So I was sitting down facing forward to where like the, the holy book is. And Seema came down and sat to my left. And right as she sat down, I, I looked to the left. And we just had like this like huge smile for one another. And it was funny because our photographers obviously captured these moments. But just after the ceremony, so the ceremony lasts about 40 minutes. So just after, you know, when we ha- we got married and everyone stood up and like saw us out, one of my groomsmen came over and, and showed me a photo that he took of that exact moment. And it was just like amazing. Like I looked at it and I was like, this is perfect. Like this is a- the exact looks on our faces of exactly what we thought would happen. So it was, it was so beautiful. I don't think we could ask for like a better wedding day or wedding ceremony. That morning you had the dolly ceremony. Yeah, so right after the the wedding is the dolly ceremony. Okay. And basically what happens is the fam- your your family gives you away and it's super emotional because you know, you you say bye to your parents, you're going to your new home, another significant part of the Indian wedding. So we had already taken our family photos and the dolly goes straight after that. Um, And what happens is the bridesmaids and the sisters are supposed to stop the groom at the door and make them play these games. It's kind of like childish and funny, kind of ties back to our ancestors because they they would get married so young. So there was all these like games that they would play. So it comes back into our traditions now. So my bridesmaids played a game with him and he, as the groom, has to pay them a large sum of money so that he's allowed to go inside and get his bride. So, you know, he paid up and they were happy about it. He came in and then, you know, the the ceremony starts and it's basically just everyone starts hugging you and crying and it's not so much fun in that aspect. But my parents were so sweet. My aunts and uncles, I did cry quite a bit. My makeup did come, came off a little bit. Luckily, my makeup artist came and fixed it. But a really beautiful, beautiful moment. And your sister had been pregnant leading up to the wedding. You mm-hmm. were talking about making sure you were somewhere safe without Zika. And was she able to be there? So it's super unfortunate. My sister being my best friend and she was my maid of honor, she actually couldn't come to our wedding. So her baby, her her daughter Nova, was born on December 4th. So just before the wedding, our wedding was December 28th. And unfortunately, when she was born, was put into NICU. So she was in NICU for a little bit, and then they couldn't travel for right when she got out. 
the doctor didn't want them to. And, of course, I did not want my sister to leave her baby and, and come. So they weren't able to come. However, what we did do was we took photos of them after the wedding with the baby, and we were able to Photoshop them in all of our wedding photos. So it was almost like they were there the whole time. That's amazing. Yeah, and they tuned in and kind of like FaceTimed the whole ceremony. So although it was not the most favorable situation, I feel like we, we made it work with what we had. We had a lot of our staff there from Venus as well, and uh, Seema's assistant was there as well. So, you know, throughout the entire ceremony and, you know, for all the events, actually, Seema's sister Ravi was on FaceTime and there would have glances of like the baby just sleeping and then her brother-in-law. And and so it was, you know, although they couldn't be there, they were still there because they got to be there for all the moments and witness all the moments and share them live. So it was, you know, definitely not the, the way that we envisioned it to be, but we made it work. Yeah, I think we took a negative situation, made it positive. And shout out to Claudia and Megan for making <laughs> sure that my sister was part of the ceremony because they really made sure that she was able to kind of tune in and watch everything. My best friend was about a week out from giving birth when I got married. And so we did the same thing. We FaceTimed her throughout the whole ceremony. And it was, you know, it's sad to not have them there. But thank goodness for technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I should have Photoshopped her in the photos. I need to go back and do (laughs) that. You can still do it. I know. There's still time. (laughs) Okay, you've had so many different elements to the wedding. And now we're at the reception, which I feel like is just going to be the best party ever. It was so beautiful, beyond my wildest dreams. Like, when we walked into that room, I've never been so, like, shocked. And the amount of beauty and the amount of love in that space. There was candles everywhere, red roses everywhere. It was just, like, oozing with beauty. It was so pretty. And we started off the day with taking pictures. Again, I feel like when you're getting married, it's like, picture, picture, picture. So... We went back to Vizcaya, took pictures. I really wanted to wear a white wedding dress because I felt like, you know, we didn't get to do that in in our culture. So, and being born, you know, in the, like, American-Canadian societies, I really wanted that aspect. So I got this beautiful Marquesa and got to wear that. Sunny wore this beautiful tux from Dior, and that was really beautiful and and stunning. So we had that first moment, and then we went, and we wanted to be a part of our cocktail hour. So we wanted to just greet the guests before the party had started because we really wanted to spend time on the dance floor. So we made sure to say hi to every single person, take pictures with whoever wanted to. And we kind of went with this, like, Gatsby theme. So the, the venue is the DuPont. It's actually an old bank. So they had, like, the old teller booths still set up, and that's where we had the bar. So they were serving drinks there. There were people, like, hanging from the ceiling, pouring champagne. Like, it was really cool. Like, out of a movie. They did—our decorating team did such a good job. Design house. Amazing. So I think just the space, like, the beginning of the cocktail hour, people were just like, wow, this is so amazing. And then when you walked into the room, you walked through this tunnel of red roses. So you just— saw flowers all over you because there was a mirrored floor. And in the space, it was just full, full, full of red roses and, and candles. And Yeah, even, you know, one of the things that was really cool in the uh, in the cocktail hour was the bank vault was still there. Mm-hmm. And so there was this giant lock that was open. And so we had it as, set up as a backdrop. So we had a lot of arrangements and stuff. And it was it, it was sentimental to us because it was kind of the reception and, and the wedding. It was like locking up our love, and that was the backdrop for all the photos. So 
it was really cool because all of our guests had seen so many different venues and looks, but this was like a very different look from what they had seen. It wasn't Parisian. It was more Gatsby and it was more sort of royal and, you know, everyone was really dressed up. The tellers were awesome because it was like literally walking up to a bank teller, but instead getting a drink. And then, uh, as Seema <laughs> said, walking through the Rose Tunnel, it was, it was funny because we had it fully draped up. And you couldn't see what it was. So everyone kept asking questions and trying. We had security standing there so no one could take a peek because everyone just wanted to go and see, like, oh, what's behind the curtain, you know? Finally, when we opened it up, everyone walked through. It was a beautiful photo moment. As Seema said, in the, the main hall, she actually designed our our tables with the decorator. So one of our collections with our brand is the Leclerc's. So it's an arrangement that is acrylic and you can see, all you see is the roses. And so Seema wanted to incorporate that somehow into the wedding as well. So the tables had roses in them. So literally when our guests sat down, they were like, they were looking, they couldn't tell if the roses were underneath. And then when you finally looked at it, it was, there was a space between two tables and that's what was just filled with roses. So it was beautifully decorated. And then every guest was able to get a, a Leclerc Un, which is just a single rose that had a macaron in it. So it was it was really cool. It was set up beautifully. And then, you know, we started up with our speeches fairly quickly. It was super funny because Seema's brother was able to give a really funny speech. And my brother came up saying a lot of funny stuff. And it was just <laughs> our all of our friends and, and families were just laughing because they were, like, talking about special moments. And it was actually co- really good because it was Seema's dad's birthday. And so it actually, you want to probably talk about this. Yeah. So I have one of my closest friends actually set up this special video message for my dad from his favorite actor in India because they're family friends somehow. And so he was able to give this very special surprise message for my dad. And my dad was so I've never seen my dad that happy in my life. (laughs) Your dad as well. They were both so happy that night. And We just made it as special as we could. My sister was able to also leave a video message. We had like, you know, like the video mapping on the walls. It was so, so amazing. My dad's birthday was the day before our wedding. I just took him to a Yankees game. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've done everything wrong in my life. No, not at all. (laughs) And then a lot of our couples debate whether to have a band or DJ. There's a third option that you guys went with, which is a casual, like, DJ Khaled coming to perform. (laughs) Can you? How does one even get him to attend your wedding? You have to have some good friends that are friends with him. (laughs) Yeah, it was so uh, for our first dance, actually, we had one of our good friends from L.A. He's a singer. And so he sang our first dance songs. And then just after that is when they announced that there was going to be a special performance. And so one of our really, really good friends, Walid, was able to organize DJ Khaled to come and perform. And so it was awesome because we have a bunch of our cousins that are younger than us. So they were all just like going crazy, like loved it. They were so he was, excited. Yeah. I mean, Khaled himself was very welcoming. He performed for quite some time and, you know, was was very okay with everyone taking photos with him and everything. So I think it was just, it set the tone for that night really, really well. And everyone was just, you know, so into the moment. And afterwards we were able to have a couple words with him and, you know, took a couple photos in front of the vault and made a custom arrangement for him. 
So, you know, it was definitely an amazing time. And, and I think every single person had a good time. And it was funny because our parents would come up to us and they're like, who is this guy? And why is everyone screaming? And it was just funny because once we really told them who it was or the little cousins, the little cousins would go up to him and be like, Uncle, how do you not know who DJ Khaled is? Like, it was it was just really funny and yeah, an was, amazing time. It was a great time. And we still did have a DJ that played kind of in the background. And after DJ Khaled had left, we wanted that momentum to keep going. And I think everyone was so excited after that performance that they just wanted to be on the dance floor. So we had a full packed dance floor on our reception. It was amazing. So yeah, much I think fun. it was it was literally nonstop. And I, I remember because everyone would give you their sort of tips on your wedding and every single person said make sure you guys eat so we kept telling each other we're like all right for our wedding we have to make sure on the reception that we eat and i think both of us just left that completely out of there because the minute that the dance floor opened until we left we were on that dance floor just dancing with everybody Mm -hmm. we had a lot of fun that night (laughs) that's a sign of a great wedding Mm -hmm. some weddings i've been to it's like pulling teeth to get people on the dance floor it's like one or two people just kind of swaying around <laughs> drunkenly. It's like, those are the best weddings. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was really incredible because everyone really was in that moment and, and wanted to share, like, all of our love with us. Yeah. It sounds like an incredible, incredible few days. Mm-hmm. What about registry? So this is something we talk about a lot is what were you gifted? What are you? What, what was really important to your life as newlyweds? Mm-hmm. I actually was not going to do a registry just because I felt like, you know, please bring us to your blessings. But my friends really insisted on having a registry. So I did have a small one. And I actually opted for some of the experiences because I thought those would be kind of cool. So I still actually have to do two of them. There's um, (laughs) like a winemaking course. And I think there was like a cooking class. And I really want to get into cooking this year. So those were a few of the gifts. And we actually received... A beautiful Takashi Murakami print from like a bunch of our friends. They all went in and got us this beautiful, his signature smiley face with all the different colors and placed that in our home. So when we got back from Miami, it was the first thing that we saw in our apartment. So it's still hanging there. It's a great like moment and memory from our, our last the the wedding few days. Yeah, every time we see it, it just brings us back to the to the wedding. It's it's always just a reminder. But it was awesome because our friends know that we both are slowly trying to get into art, and we both really liked Takashi Murakami. So it was awesome that we came home to one of the pieces. So that's yeah. an amazing gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You've been married five months mm-hmm. almost. It it hasn't been too long, but you've been together for a long time. You're like business been together. <laughs> if you're in business together, I feel like that adds ten years to your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, what's your best relationship and marriage advice? I think respect. Learn to respect each other, and give each other like that space that you need. We were living together far before we actually, you know, had our ceremony and everything. So. I think that we learned a lot about each other. And for me, I like some more solitude. And Sunny is a little bit more outgoing than I am. So he likes to, like, do his own thing. So I think we learned that, you know, giving each other that respect and giving each other that time to just reflect and do whatever we want is really important. And I just think, like, respecting each other's opinions is is also super important. That can And communication, oh, my gosh. Communication is huge. Make sure that you're telling each other how you feel. Don't hold things in because that's that's never good for any relationship. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. You know, for both of us, like just being in business together and then the relationship and everything, we were around each other so much that we understand each other so well. So we know, you know, exactly when each other needs space. And it's actually funny because even in my brother's speech, he was saying how, you know, he was like, if you ever want to call Seema, don't call her before she has her first meal because you'll, you can tell that she's hangry. So it's, it's just <laughs> funny because every morning I can tell when she's getting a little bit antsy. We've been actually doing intermittent fasting. So we don't have our first meal until 12 and it'll be like 1130. And I can tell Seema's just like, I'll say something. She's like, okay, can you just uh, give me a couple minutes here? It's, it's funny, but you know, we, we understand each other so well. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, as Seema said, it's important to keep communication there to keep keep the space there as well and making sure that you know each person is respected in doing what they want to do and and making sure that each other's dreams come true at the end of the day. That's exactly. The Supporting each other is so important. And I think from the beginning we were really supportive of each other's dreams within the company and just anything that we've ever wanted to do. So that's been really monumental for our relationship because we have that respect. We have that support and that communication there. And that was built a long time ago. So yeah. It's great advice. (laughs) Well, congratulations on being newlyweds and having what I believe is the best wedding ever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It really feels like it for us. It it was magical. It sounds incredible. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. This was so much fun and reliving our our wedding again. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I was there. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take care. XOXO is a podcast produced by The Knot, the nation's leading wedding planning app offering a seamless, all-in-one planning experience. From finding inspiration in local vendors to creating your registry and managing all your guest experiences like digital RSVPs and photo sharing. The Knot was founded on the mission of helping every couple plan their wedding, regardless of their style, budget, location, culture, or who they choose to marry. And for more than 20 years, The Knot has helped empower 25 million couples and counting to plan their perfect celebration. If you're planning a wedding, be sure to download The Knot Wedding Planner app, available for all mobile devices. Now, a word from our listeners. My name is Kristen. I'm getting married next month. And my advice for a great relationship is to enjoy every moment together, the highs and the lows. Melanie and Alana from Nashville, who share that they've been married six months and have been together for eight years after meeting their freshman year of college, share a good financial insight. They write, hands down, the best thing we have ever done for ourselves in our relationship is to set financial goals together and get our debt down as much as possible. We both came from financially unstable families, so we made it a priority to communicate openly and honestly about how we view and handle money. Thanks for tuning in to XOXO by The Knot. If you have a comment about our show, tips for making your own traditions, or marriage advice you want to share on air, email us at xoxo at thenot.com and connect with us on social. I'm over there. Search our handle at The Knot and on the web at thenot.com. We'll be back next week, so be sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks to our producer, Lauren Nolan, with assistance from Emily Berman. This podcast was recorded in New York City at the Hangar Studios. See you next week.